Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer's Sermon Podcast. The readings appointed for this sermon are from the Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 13 through 15, chapter 2, verse 23 through 24, Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 8, verse 7 through 15, the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 5, verse 21 through 43, and Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 21 through 33. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. May the words of my lips and the meditations of all our hearts always be acceptable to you, O Lord. Amen. Amen. So I love children's books. And does anybody else have that? deep appreciation for children's books. I could spend a lot of time in the children's book section of any store. And I especially love those simple, heartfelt messages and the beautiful illustrations. My granddaughter, Elia, who was 10 years old, was visiting with me the last two weeks. We had a really terrific time. And it will likely take this grandma a couple weeks to recover. (laughs) One of the things we did was visit a local bookstore where she signed up for a summer reading challenge. Reading is one of her favorite things. So there we are, choosing her first three books for summer reads. She's into chapter books now, and so many of them looked fascinating. I mean, I truly found myself wanting to read them myself, and I kept reminding myself, no, we're looking for things that are of interest to Elia, not me. But as we were heading to the checkout, an illustrated children's book caught my eye. The title is, What is God Like? The illustrations looked delightful. The question was certainly engaging. And then while standing in the store and quickly leafing through the pages, I read about the authors, Rachel Held Evans and Matthew Paul Turner. While this book was published, I believe just earlier this month, Rachel, a well-known best-selling author, had died two years earlier. Somehow, this book felt connected to me, to our gospel reading. That book came home with me. Our gospel reading today from Mark tells of two stories of Jesus' miraculous healings the healing of a 12-year-old girl, and the healing of a woman who had suffered from hemorrhaging for 12 years. These stories depict dramatically different people and drastically different circumstances seeking healing from Jesus. The 12-year-old girl is the daughter of a powerful leader in the synagogue, And despite the opposition most synagogue leadership expressed towards Jesus, this father, Jairus, recognizes Jesus as the only one with the authority, the power to heal his daughter. Those of us blessed with children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, or young friends we we hold very dear, we can understand this man who comes and falls down at Jesus' feet asking most humbly that his beloved daughter be healed. 
we can connect with that determination that nothing, nothing is more important, not worldly power or politics or status in the community, nothing is more important than the welfare of his child, the child he loves so deeply. And Jesus responds to this man and his faith and goes with him. But before Jesus arrives at Jairus' house, he encounters the second individual, the woman who has been hemorrhaging for 12 years. Her illness has brought her suffering for years, years equivalent to the entire life of the child. Her suffering has not only been physical, the very nature of her illness has made her ritually unclean, a social outcast without power or means or community. And unlike Jairus, she does not address Jesus publicly, but tries to subtly just touch his clothing. She has faith that even that slightest contact will heal her. And when this woman touches Jesus' cloak, she is healed. But Jesus experiences that power has gone forth from him and asks the crowd, who touched my clothes? And the woman, knowing Jesus means her, comes to him in fear and trembling. She falls down at his feet and tells him of her life, her suffering, her truth. Jesus responds, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Jesus publicly accepts and relates to this woman, calling her daughter and proclaiming her healed. With this miracle, Jesus is restoring not only her health, but her life. During this delay, word gets to Jairus that his daughter has died. But Jesus tells Jairus, do not fear, only believe. At Jesus' direction, they leave the crowd behind and proceed to Jairus' house, where Jesus enters with only the father and mother and the few disciples he had brought along. Jesus then touches the girl's hand and speaks to her. Little girl, get up. And miraculously, she does. Whereas the woman's healing was made very public, in this young girl's case, Jesus tells the family to tell no one, tell no one, to just tend to the little girl's needs, to give her food. So very different people, very different circumstances. And yet we can find important commonality if we narrow our focus to Jesus and his response. In both stories, Jesus responds to the faithfulness of those seeking healing, the father for his daughter, the woman for herself. He sees their faith and responds on a very personal level. Jesus had no regard for their outer circumstance or how they were viewed by society. He simply connects with those who have reached out to him and responds with the miracle of healing. These are beautiful stories of Jesus' miracles, of his authority, of his compassion. 
They tell us so much about who Jesus is. How many others in that crowd might have received healing? How many others in that crowd might have also hoped for healing and not been able to fall at his feet, somehow not been able to get to him, to express their need? How many of us have experienced prayers miraculously answered? And how many of us have experienced prayers not answered in the way we might have hoped for. This past week, I visited two very dear friends who happened to be in the same hospital. Both have been enduring much physical suffering, prolonged physical suffering. And both have many people praying for them. Both are wonderfully generous, loving people. There have been moments for both of them where they have experienced what they have referred to as miracles. And there have been other moments where answers to prayer have felt elusive, have felt very hard to understand. This is our very human dilemma as people of faith. Like Jairus, we desperately want our loved ones to be healed. Like the woman, we want ourselves to be healed. We pray faithfully. And yet, if we focus on what we think that healing looks like, we may miss the healing that is happening in our midst, the healing that already is. A dear friend, Cindy Mady, a local artist and musician known and loved by many in this community, died several years ago despite our fervent prayers for her healing. Yet even in her dying, she celebrated her life, surrounding herself with closest friends and, and sharing in the Celtic music that she loved. She knew healing and sought healing for others, even while her body failed. Cindy wrote a children's book, The Little Town of Spirals, and allowed me the great privilege of working with her on that endeavor. Out of that children's book came Cindy's establishment of the Little Town Fund. The Little Town Fund is to bring new educational opportunities to young people in need. Earlier this month, all of Cindy's remaining paintings were offered for sale to greatly add fuel to this fund fuel for the next generation of grant recipients. The healing in Cindy's life continues to manifest itself today. Rachel Held Evans, the author of the book that I referred to earlier, lived her faith deeply and fought her illness fiercely, and she died in the prime of her life. Yet the healing so pervasive in her life flows through each page of her beautiful children's book. What is God like? Here were some glimpses. God is like a shepherd, brave and good, a protector who loves her sheep so much that she watches over all of them and knows each of their names by heart. God is like a fort, strong and secure with walls that are mighty and safe. 
Inside, there are hidden places to hold you. And when you're scared or need a quiet place to rest. God is like the flame of a candle, warm and inviting. With God close by, you can look to the light and see through the darkest of nights. These are just a few of the beautiful answers to this compelling question. Answers that acknowledge both the times of comfort and the more difficult times we encounter in our lives. The book closes with these words, but whenever you aren't sure what God is like, think about what makes you feel safe, what makes you feel brave, and what makes you feel loved. That's what God is like. Rachel did not receive the healing she and those who surely prayed for her were hoped for. Yet her life was a sign of God's healing, and her message of healing continues, continues to be shared. A young girl returned to life, a woman healed from hemorrhaging. Two men still hoping to discern healing. Two women not physically healed, but living a profound healing message long after their physical deaths. Jesus is in the midst of all of it. As we open ever more to our relationship with Jesus, we see the miracle of healing in all its prayed for and unexpected forms. The miracle of Jesus' healing presence. The miracle of God's enduring love. The unimagined miracles of healing already present in our lives right now. Amen.